0: If we look look forward to Player Cup three, which is like less than two weeks away,
1: maybe, maybe before Zach we'll... comes into it, make sure you guys have logged on to your account before January eighteenth at least once between October eighteenth and January eighteenth. If you do not, your keys will not be dispersed to your account. January eighteenth is your last day to log on before midnight. I don't know what standard time, but before just do it before January eighteenth, or you won't get your keys. So I don't want people coming in on January twenty fifth, twenty sixth, being like, "Hey, I don't have keys." Yes.
0: Welcome Fade 10, no more Pokemon podcast in the world. I'm not speaking really fastly because we've tried this three times and my computer just keeps crashing. I don't know what's going on, <laughs> I guess. But this is a attempt whatever number and we're going to do it again and we're going to make it look sound really great, guys, just so everyone knows this. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you subscribe, um, like the videos. Um, I guess only less than 50% of you guys are actually subscribed that are watching. Like, you guys good? Got a problem? Like, the button's right there. Subscribe. Just hit the button. Like, let's get that number to 100. Alright, guys? Um, I've been asking people for, I don't know, the last 10 episodes to leave a review on iTunes. Someone finally did. It was um, Blue Waffle Man. I know it's not the great... We don't have the greatest names for fans, but we we lo- we love all our fans. So Blue Wolfman, he gets on the he gets on the podcast cuz like every week if, if you leave a comment or a review, you got a chance to get on the podcast. And this week he left a review on iTunes, so he said, "This is a very good podcast." I read it at my local library. So, like guys, I mean, I, I I only spit facts. Like I said, he he literally gets that's proven. He went to his local library, he read it. Um, we're the number one Pokemon podcast, guys. Um, we're back with um, the Pokemon breakdown. I got Arlo and Isaiah with me, like always. Some of the best minds in the game. Um, we're basically we're gonna break it down pretty pretty quick today. We have expanded. We have standard. We'll always break those down for you guys, so you guys don't miss that. Um, we're gonna talk some card leaks. Um, we had a 2017 tournament we'll probably mention and then we'll give you like a list of some cards you should pick up and how the market in pokemon tcg is right now and it's kind of funny so we'll we'll jump into that if we if we look at standard right now the big the big talk is sin scorch scorch is either um really good and people are people are memeing like uh, azul saying that it should be banned which i don't know <laughs> i think he's memeing but they're either complaining about it or People are actually working on the deck, which I think um, Isaiah said that in the past, that people are very lazy and not working on decks, and I think Scorch is a deck that um, a group of people have worked on, and it's finding success. So, what do you guys think? Do you think Scorch is the best deck in the format? Uh,
2: I'll start off first. I personally don't. I'm not a huge fan of, of Scorch. I think the deck is okay, but... I don't really think it's an amazing deck. It has some good matchups, like it slams Luke Metal, it slams Desi Goons, but in my opinion, I think it has an unfavored, even to unfavored, maybe slightly unfavored Pika and ADP matchup, and then it definitely loses to Eternatus. I think that matchup's pretty bad. So I just don't think that that matchup spread is good enough for me where I would want to take it into an event where you have Pika and ADP, the two most popular decks, and you don't have a favorable against either of them. Even if they are both even, that's still not a great matchup spread. From when I've played the deck, it's just kind of a luck-based deck, I guess I'd say, where if you go second, if you get the Volkinian, if you draw your Welders, if you set up your Scorches, all that good stuff, then you can easily win the game. But there's going to be as many games where you don't have a good opening hand, you miss the Welder, your opponent gets the first attack off, and then you're just way too far behind to win. So I guess that that's my my complaint with the deck. Even with stuff like Reset Stamp, I still don't think that it has a great comeback potential. You have to establish early game, and if you stumble, then...
0: Uh, it's going to be hard to come back, right? I I I haven't touched the deck much. Roll. you said you play that your what team mm-hmm. challenge or something? Team oh, challenge, yeah. How'd yeah.
1: that go? Uh, I did go three zero, but I got second on resistance. So <laughs> unfortunately, but I, but I do agree with Isaiah. I felt like I ran away with all three of the games I played, but uh, I went second all of those games. I was able to set up a very strong like one senti scorch that kind of went in and took four to five prizes. And then I was able to clean up the game with Heatran, which I've been seeing emitted from a lot of lists, and I don't really understand why. Because so I think Heatran's GX attack is really, really good to close out the game, um, or even take early tempo when you need it, because three energy to just GX um, something, or like getting the one shot on a Zacian without using your GX attack um, seems pretty good compared using Reshizar where you need the fourth energy. Um, so it's been really uh, good for me. Uh, I did go 3-0, but I felt like I pretty much like I'm not going to say, like, roll, high-rolled my starts or whatever, but, like, I basically had, like, a Volcanian opening every time with, like, uh, Senti Scorch on Bench, Energy, maybe a Welder turn 1, maybe not, didn't really matter on turn 1. But after turn 1, I would always find a Welder turn 2 into, like, a Knockout into Knockout, and then I'd have, like, my Malo and Lana or whatever uh, to heal up <laughs> and keep that Senti Scorch going. But I basically felt like I never missed a beat, and my opponents couldn't really disrupt me as well because I didn't, like, they just felt the pressure or whatever. But... I don't think the deck is amazing. Uh, Eternatus probably would have beaten me in every facet, like Isaiah said. But, um, I don't know. It was fun, uh, but it's, it feels like a glorified theme deck.
0: Right. I don't know. I think Eternatus doesn't get a lot of talk. Why Why is that not, like, talked about as much as, as ADP and Sun Scorch and everything? And, like, I think it's always up in the top eight area, always. But is it because it's fair? Like, I feel like that deck's pretty fair.
2: Right. Do you mean, like, get a lot of talk like people dislike it or get a lot of talk At like all, it's not period. good? At
0: all, period. Like, they don't even talk like, oh, this deck's really good or this deck is trash. Yeah, think, it just It's just there, you know what I'm saying?
2: I, the reasoning is I think that we kind of had the Eternus phase. Like, it was a, a few months mm-hmm. ago, whenever it first came out, it was, like, the top deck. Everyone was, like, Eternus is broken, Eternus went through. Like, I remember when I played it to every, like, four tournaments in a row the weekend it came out, and then the, like, the list changed drastically, and the list changed drastically again, and it changed again, so I think that Eternus kind of had its moment in the spotlight in the early part of this format, when it was kind of the, it was first revealed, and um, (laughs) uh, when Eternus was first revealed, I think that's when everybody was really talking about it, because it was the new thing, and now that we've had it for so long, the deck hasn't really changed a ton, so people don't talk about it, it's not anything new. Well, I think it's still a very good deck, I think it's, uh, probably a top deck. The one problem with it is just Zayshin, Zamazenta, Luke Metal. is just such a horrible matchup. So it's very hard to bring it to an event when you know you will lose to that deck pretty much every time. No. But I think every other matchup is winnable. So I think Eternus isn't talked about because uh, people feel like it's a solved deck. It's been around for a while. Um, but I like the deck a lot. And uh, But I do think the Poison version is bad. I have been pretty adamant about <laughs> it. I, think... I mean, it, it's okay, but I don't think that the Poison version gives you the advantages that it's worth including all the stage one stage one cards for because I don't think you're ever gonna set up enough to one shot something in Mirror and I think Senescorch is a pretty easy matchup anyways, even without the poison. So I'm not really sure why you need to include these extra stage one cards in your deck when you can have better cards in every other matchup.
0: Right. I agree. Um if we look uh at, at cards like Picaron, Piceron continues to be at the top. I think in the last uh he- Hexter that it was three of the top four decks and um no one seems to complain there's never any complaints about how good pigaram is and how dominant it is e- even after week and week of just domination that this deck even in both formats like it's in expanded two dominating too and like no one ever has bad things to say about pigaram like why why like is it, it because it's just fair? I don't know. At this point, that, that's what I've always come down to, is, like, people only cry about things that they feel are unfair, even though even if it's something is dominating. Am I wrong here?
1: I mean, I think it's super fair. Uh, like, the deck doesn't feel like it did last format where um, uh, like, before rotation, where you had Electro Power uh, and all these cards like Zorora basically making it so you're a turn one. I full blitz turn one, and I'll let loose you no matter what into um kind of like blowing up your board very quickly into this format where it feels like you're more of a setup oriented sit behind bolt sit behind your initial full blitz tag bolt for six isn't really that common anymore yeah. it's the choo choo gx that really is what ends the game a lot of the time um sure top coco prism and bolt are both incredibly broken cards but uh They are what's keeping Pyrom alive, in my opinion. The deck is because you play so many high prizers. The deck is very volatile, and like it feels like it feels like the biggest glass cannon in this format.
0: Yeah, I I I agree with that. I think Scythe Scorch is up there. I think, but you there's a lot of healing cards. It's such it's such a weird format because um, everyone is so like eyes are set on ADP being such a monster, and if you look at past events like ADPs getting sloshed it's not even in top tens i mean it's up there but it's like these other decks are dominating these games and the the conversation still just sits around adp as like a problem and you think like i don't know i don't think i want to say people will stop talking about it but i think it became more of a meme where like it is that's just how pokemon players are they find something and they sit on it until it dies and I think 80p I mean adp' is not gonna die obviously it's a good duck um but it's not doing well is it, like why, why do you guys think it's not doing well
2: uh well I think it's the same i mean I think it's just the same thing that I said last week it did actually recently win some tournament but it was the first tournament it won in a while so that was uh it kind of came back into I guess winning but it isn't still isn't being played a ton It's like the same thing I said last week. I just think that people aren't playing the deck. They don't like the deck, so they don't enjoy playing it. It's not really as interesting as a bunch of the other decks in format. I think that there is ways that you can make it good. Like, I played it to the the Chill Tournament, and I would play it to a tournament if I played one. But um, I also just really enjoy playing ADP. So I think that's what it comes down to. I'm just someone who likes playing the deck. I like the power that it gives me. But a lot of other players would rather have me more options, maybe have a more fun deck. So... I just think it isn't being played a ton, and also, um, when people are complaining about it being banned, I mean, I do think that it is the most broken card printed in, like, any, any like, recent, anything that I can think of, at least, maybe not the most, like, maybe not the best card, I guess, but I think in terms of, like, just raw, the card is insane, it's ADP, because you look at the GX attack, that GX attack is so crazy, you take an extra price card and do 30 more damage, so... I think that's where the basis of complaining comes on ADP. It's just that you look at the card, you see how good it is, and even though the deck isn't amazing right now, people want to complain because of how, how good the card is itself. And then the second point is that people still have this notion that if you ban ADP, then it will fix all the problems <laughs> with one player, But look, look, look at the tournaments. Like, they banned ADP and nothing happened. The mm-hmm. same decks did well, and that's because... One price Pokemon are just bad. I mean, it's like I said before, it's not going to change anything if you ban a DP. Right.
0: Um, if we look look forward to Player Cup 3, which is like less than two weeks away, maybe... maybe before we'll...
1: that comes into it, make sure you guys have logged on to your account before January 18th at least once, between October 18th and January 18th. If you do not, your keys will not be dispersed to your account. January 18th is your last day to log on before midnight. I don't know what standard time, but... Before just do it before January eighteenth, or you won't get your keys. So I don't want people coming in on January twenty fifth, twenty sixth, being like, "Hey, I don't have keys."
0: Yes, we'll we'll clip that, ship that uh, on our TikTok. Make sure you follow our TikTok. All right. <laughs> but anyways, um, looking forward to Player Cup three, which I know we're based. You guys are very discouraged that there's only what like two other seeds because I already won, but like <laughs> we still we still got to play, guys. We still have to play. So. Um, I'm seeing, like, articles. I think Tablemon came out with an article that says that um, Hammers is really going to be a force in, in, in how someone does well or does good or does bad in in Player Cup 3. Do you guys believe in that? I, I know a lot of people are talking Hammers, and it's always, it's always easy to blame Hammers on why you lost the game, but is it something that we should focus on beating? Like, do we need to build our decks different and make sure play a deck that doesn't lose to hammers, like a metal deck where I can get my energy back or like, or hammers really not a big deal. What do you guys think?
2: Well, to me personally, I think it's, I don't know. I don't think that building to beat hammers really makes much sense because you're just building to beat a trainer card and I don't know. It's just <laughs> kind of But Picarom does and should, in my opinion, play for crushing hammers. So I think that you should be able to deal with some sort of energy denial. Obviously, like you said, Zacian has things like Metal Saucer Energy Switch they can use to get around that. Eternatus can use Power Excel. Picaran, of course, has Koko. So most of the decks in format have a way to kind of play around Hammers naturally. So I don't think that you need to be super focused on changing your deck for Hammers for the Player's Cup. I do think there's some level of truth to your Player's Cup run could be determined by Hammers just because Hammer is such a powerful card. If someone gets three heads in the game, then, I mean, they might win the game off the basis of that alone. But that doesn't mean that your entire run will be decided by crushing hammer. It could decide a few games. It will decide a few games. But in general, I don't think that it's going to be maybe as big a deal as uh, as he was saying. If that makes any sense.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I've I've always been an advocate of not playing hammers and playing more consistent cards. And I think hammers. i I I think hammers can win you a game, but it's not gonna like you could win off one hammer but you could lose because your deck's just inconsistent because you played four
2: hammers so yeah but i think that there's kind of a differing i mean obviously it's true but i think that that varies in different things because like people are throwing four hammer in eternitas and i agree with you there there's just there's no reason for the four hammer that deck needs consistency yeah people throwing four Mm -hmm. hammer p that one's, I guess, more questionable, but it's kind of the same thing. That deck needs consistency. That's the big point of it is that it, it consistently mm-hmm. hits what it wants. But I think that Pikaram is the one that it fits in because Pikaram doesn't need those four extra slots, in my opinion. Pikaram has, yeah. you can play, like, my list has four Boltund in it because I want to start Boltund, and it also has four Hammers. So I think that you can very realistically play consistency cards and Energy Denial where if you add more consistency, it's just kind of like, it's not doing that much for yeah. you, I guess. That's kind of uh, redundant to some point. Yeah, that's a good take.
0: I think there's a lot of, um, I think the effort just has to be put in. Like you said, you uh, you and Bacardi and all them have played Pika for years, and like whatever you say about Pika I'm gonna it's it is what it that's what it is. I don't care what anyone else says. So that is. But as, as a new player, I think I've always just I don't know. Unless you want to cheese people and just try to win off a hammer flip, and which is. <laughs> I mean, hit three hammers. I'm, I'm sure you'll win the game. All right, guys. If you really, if you want to hit all four hammers, your chances of winning a game if you hit four hammers are pretty high. So yeah, you can go ahead and try that. Um, but I don't think you should focus your whole tournament uh, life on on hammers. Let's not do that. Um, other than that, I think there's a couple decks. Well, well it's hard to tell. Uh, I think decision I will be good if if we go into um player cup three and no one no one's teching for it like you should tech for it guys if you're playing playing in player cup three just tech for it you don't want to just give free wins away and that deck literally that's all it does it doesn't like it's not a threat to you it's not going to beat you any other way than um you're not teching for it so tech for decidueye um, or don't, and let me get all my points that way, because that, that's kind of my, my goal right now, I'm probably playing Decidueye at this point, but um, I'm a good player, and I'm going to tell you guys to tech for it, because free win or getting, giving up losses to that deck is actually just kind of sad, because it's not going to beat you any other way. Um, I mean,
2: playing the tech in the deck feels really bad, because it, it is... Does, it does, in every other scenario. So I do understand people not teching for it. I did tech for it last Player's Cup because that was going to be big. And I did tech for it last event. I played second Mawile on my ADP over uh, a card I would have rather had. I think it was second Marnie. But, um, yeah, it's probably worth it. Maybe not for the smaller events because Cigewite wasn't really popular in those last time. But for the bigger event, you don't want to take an L to that when you can only take two yep. losses the entire event.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you are playing eight-mans in the eight-man key qualifiers, and you see, like, the same person popping up all the time with the Sidurai, maybe you, like, yeah, yeah. know what time they're playing and kind of play around that. Like, uh, But other than that, I don't see a reason to... Yeah, you can adapt the to it. because
2: okay. they're kind of smaller. You can kind of the meta, but yeah. um, early, uh, what's it called? For the tournament, I think it's a great piece of advice to play at a Sidurai counter.
0: Cool, cool um let's look at i think that's pretty much for standard there's not a lot going on we had um expanded got a little spicy we had one expanded event had uh zorak coming back doing well with counters we had a Malmar um control deck Malmar v v max which is kind of cool did you guys see how pedro
1: made finals or made top cut what happened the last round he was up against control which is a complete auto loss for zorak counters the guy dc'd
2: Oh no. The come ups
1: the come up we take those, guys. We take
0: those. Oh, that's yeah. hilarious. Um sometimes that happens, guys. Sometimes, hey, that happens in IRL too. Sometimes your opponent people just die. Well, they they don't write their deck list. <laughs> they they mess up their deck list and you get a double they get a game loss and it's like oh, I mean yeah.
1: to be fair, at EUIC when I top aided, I literally had to ID round seven because my stomach was like feeling so bad that i had to go to the bathroom <laughs> and my opponent uh it was i played nico gallus and he was playing 60 card mirror so he he figured it'd be better to id than knock each other out we take this we take this too. He, what he didn't know is that probably gonna shit my pants
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh gosh. see like it, it's it is what it is but it's kind of cool i like to see zork i've always been a fan of zork i think um the counter the counter attackers are very good right now I, I think there's a lot of cards in expandeds that have attacks that really hurt themselves like zation's uh, attack literally kills itself if it's used against it so uh, why not you know and i think they took advantage of that i don't know how long this deck will last because uh, power creep is so hard for for zark but um the counters are always good i don't know I think every counter box has been a thing and it's done well before, but it never sticks around.
2: Yeah. I I don't, I don't think the deck is very good personally. I just think that Zor can't compete with the stuff in format. Even if you have stuff like counters in your deck, that doesn't give you a positive trade. That's kind of been the problem with counters throughout its existence is that you can have these counter Pokemon in your deck, but you're always going to be the one that has to respond. Mm -hmm. So your opponent knocks you out, you respond and then they get, they have the initiative still. Uh, after use the counter attack, so that's at least my problem. I think that Zacian still should beat it. They should be able to just gust around your Wudo, kill Zorks, kill Leleys, and win the game that way. I think it's kind of too slow for this format. Uh, but I mean, it's a cool deck. Glad to see Pedro do well with it, obviously. But mm-hmm. I I don't think that it's a, a very good deck. But I do think this Malamar Vmax deck is pretty cool. <laughs> Let's talk I, about it. Let's talk about it. About Um, yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's a really it's kind of like it's basically Trevnor, but Trevnor got banned. So it's a, a lot less maintenance, right? All you need is a Voltorb and a Malamar down, and then you pop the Electrode, you Ace Trainer, you kill one of their cards in hand and pray they didn't get anything. And yeah, I, think crazy. I think that's really cool, actually. I I, uh, I hadn't thought about playing Malamar um, instead of the Trevnor. Obviously, I haven't played Expanded, but I think that's a really cool idea. I, I'd be interested to see how the statistics work on if it's more or less likely that they get a good card, uh, with malamar than they do with trevnor but regardless of that i think the deck is cool and uh, i'm glad that someone played it
0: right i think i i that's what i love about expanded we we talked a couple weeks in a row it's like oh this is the expanded decks but then you see like oh wait now this is actually good you know it's yeah. like there's so many cards in that format that if it's worked on the format changes so much it's like little things it's like oh this is a whole new deck like like cards like Malmar v v max that are not ever touched in standard or like oh well now this is busted you know (laughs) it's it's that's just the the nature of the beast for expanded and that's why i love i love expanded i think if i if i could i'd just play that because there's so many Mm -hmm. like you could really dive into that if you wanted to but I don't recommend it if you're actually trying to get really good at this game because <laughs> standards. There's fun. a lot you need to learn. Yeah, there's a lot you need to learn, and standards just going to be <laughs> a lot more um, useful to learn than than expanded. But uh, mm-hmm. that's pretty much for expanded. We don't we don't really touch on it too much because there's not a lot of events and um, people don't like expanded, which I don't know why, but it's okay, guys.
1: It's in a good spot right now.
2: I understand why yeah. people don't like it, to be fair, but it isn't in that bad of a, a spot right now. Yeah. So
0: I think overall, both formats are, no matter what we say, no matter what anyone says, someone's going to complain about whatever, but I personally think both formats are um, doing okay. Like, they're both fine. I don't think we need to cry too much.
2: No, I think standard is in, like, like, if there's, like, a scale, I think it's tipping on the bad side, to be, like, That's in fine. my opinion. But it's not a horrible format; it's still playable. I
0: think I think it's bad skill based format for sure. Like yeah. we can't sit I, I here just, and say we're we're yeah. playing like this super skillful matches.
1: This is something I talked about with someone recently. There have been so many bad formats yes. throughout the years, but this is the most I've ever heard something complain about. Like we've had a format where Toad Shaman Trump Card Laser were yes, in the same
2: format. Yes. That that, that format, <laughs> the format, the format Toad. I do not understand why anyone played anything but Toad. Toad was just. Because so, well,
1: Groudon beat
0: Toad. And Verizian beat Toad. It didn't, it
2: didn't, it didn't no, did not, did not beat Toad. Yes, he did. So, toad, Groudon did not even beat Toad. You just... Groudon on to the toad if you opened...
1: They, they scooped. If you opened Wob, you kind of won, though, because that, yeah, there was that yeah, list, the Toad list. You had you, to open okay. Wob.
0: If you put a Verizian in the active, and that's all, you won that, dude. How did they beat you? Because
1: Toad played four Crushing Hammer and Trump card. they You only need one... You need two energies. It's pretty your Would you like me to...
2: It is hard. Jason Kozinski won. Okay, Jason's opponent did completely throw, but Jason did beat Virgin in the finals of the regionals with Toad. It's
1: hard that entire that entire cities block. I played Toad because I could beat VG, and that was VG was the most popular deck. I played Toad Bats, and I played uh um, Slurpuff, Slurpuff. I didn't play Puff. I played Charizard in the deck. What is
0: Charizard?
1: Uh, (laughs) What Charizard EX, I believe. Yeah, Uh, and I played Rockguard. Okay, okay. Back then, back then, lists weren't even, like, publicly available, which is no. why, like, everyone talks about how in NA uh, nobody played uh, Manectric Crobat because okay, the yeah. list hadn't made it this far. But, like, the Hovercats had a really good list that year. And I remember when I came back here to Virginia to play Cups or Cities here, Harrison sent it to me at that point. Until then, he didn't give me the list. Um, but then <laughs> I was playing Cities here, so he gave it to me. And I literally, like, almost clean-swept Cities here, except I kept hitting the one Don fan in the room every time yeah. in, like, Top Cut.
0: I think that's such a good, good um, take because we talk about how this format is the most talked about. Everybody hating it. I
1: mean, in in a wide way, like I'm trying to like reinforce that point. I think like we've had so many formats where people have had like so much more time to complain and write to complain. But I think the reason this one is being complained about so much more is because one knockout deciding half the game is kind of annoying.
0: Yeah, it's kind of annoying, and I think like the media is more. I think people are – there's oh. more voices in the community. I think there's more, there's more YouTube channels. There's more Twitters. There's, everyone's talking more, and everything's the, so in your face. You could go on Limitless and get every list you've ever wanted,
1: and it, you could do anything at this point. It, the, the people who would normally shut the um, complainers up by proving them wrong with deck lists that kind of go against the traditional norm, like Azul and some of the other grinders, maybe Isaiah as well, like in, in years past, right now those grinders aren't grinding like we've talked about. Yeah. Uh, To discover, like, back when the season DDG basically won everything, Mm -hmm. Jimmy was the guy who would be like, people are complaining about this shit, let me show you guys how to beat it. Yeah. Like, from what I heard from the insides of that testing group, Jimmy basically made every one of their decks because Jimmy played, like, 20 to 24 hours of Pokemon, like, a day kind of thing. Like, he played, like, toward-level stuff, and it Mm -hmm. showed that season because they won ICs, they won Mm -hmm. events. Like, they were an unstoppable force of a group. And, like, every time he thought a deck was, like, unfair, they would show you a deck that was More unfair. More unfair. (laughs) Yes. Like every single event, back to back, <laughs> like even their Pidgey deck at Worlds yep. last year, like are the either format favorite. too? Yeah, like they were an unstoppable for It's just we don't have that dedication and drive right now because there's nothing to play for. Yeah, I agree. Uh,
2: in in my opinion, I I do think. I mean, I I think Toad Trump Road format is an exception. That format just should never <laughs> exist. In. But um, other than Toad Trump Road format, I do think that the format that we have right now even though people have complained about all formats, I personally think that this one is, like, kind of bad in complained about formats. I don't personally ever complain about formats. It just don't... I think it just wastes time. I just play with the cards. I don't really care about what's legal. But um, if I step back and look at this format, I've kind of had a lot of time to do it because we haven't had any new cards come out because they postponed the the set release. And then we've been playing in this online era for so long that um, I do think that this format is a little bit worse than the others, kind of like Rahul said, where... It's it's got three prize Pokemon knockouts decide half the game, and I mean yeah that's that's the big yeah. thing. There's D-Maxes that can one shot knockouts decide half the game, so you can yeah. easily one shot, and uh, yeah. I I think that's the big thing. But it, it's not unplayable by any means. But I would rather have a different format, and I hope that something happens post rotation to to change it.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think my biggest gripe is that there's not a lot of decision making being made while you play these games. Um, I mean, I played deciduous and literally just make two deciduous and hope you win <laughs> um there's there's just arguments that there's a lot more skillful match or or uh, formats and that's fine i think it's fine to have non-skilled formats and have skilled formats that's why we have a rotation um that's why things change if everything was the same eventually you get tired of it people will get tired mm-hmm. of playing it that's why we have these things um and no matter what happens everyone someone's gonna p- complain especially in, in the stage where everyone has a voice and um everyone can argue on twitter with anyone who they want to argue with twitter on and that's just how it is so we'll we'll move past that and let's just kind of move into um some card leaks some more fun yep. fun stuff we had a lot of stuff dropped the day that yep. we we uh put out our podcast last week so yeah. this might sound old but there was like there's a share on that that's literally deluge to non gx's which is what think, i'm more excited <laughs> about i think that card's good that card's
2: pretty, pretty decent it is yeah. it is kind of the no yeah. um the no text box thing is very restrictive obviously yeah. but there should be something good with it even if it's not in standard even if it's in yep. an expanded there probably is going to be some cool there's combo something
1: could be found yeah yeah, yeah.
2: Um, in standard I'm sure it's not bad I mean it might just be bad but it, it could be playable we talked about how there's a Venus or VMAX coming out maybe you know you try to deluge a bunch of energy and then E switch it I think that is going to be hard because we talked about how <laughs> 30 damage was really low so you need like yeah. 12 energy on board to kill something and just having 12 energy in your deck is hard it's tough. but yeah. it is a it is a cool card and that's what uh, that's what I'm glad to see so sorry yeah, yeah.
1: go to Um what I wanted to say is like one, we the the full set list will be dropped on the twenty second, it looks like it's coming out in uh Japan. So that's when we'll have to sit down and kind of hopefully reevaluate, look through the set, see what's going on. Um I was up playing League at ungodly hours when these <laughs> leagues dropped. So I was pretty excited to look through them. Huh. Uh I think Bronzong uh is probably my early contender for like could be really good in a deck like Luke Metal. Okay. Um I think all the supporters are kinda of bad. Yeah, um, I was
2: I was talking to Zach a bit before the cast started, and I was saying that the, the thing that I hate about the supporters was I wanted the supporters to either be good or cool. I didn't care which one. If they were cool, that was fine. Like like Maxie's and Archie's, uh, or Maxi's and Balchuk, Archie's and the whole, those weren't great supporters, but they were pretty cool. And then I wanted them to be good, you know, Lily, Cynthia, Research, like something like that, but they were just horrible and not cool at all.
0: Yeah, I hate I hate that you take a character like Bruno and a character like uh, uh Karina and and like just throw everything out the window, like they're fighting type gym gym leaders. They are all this, and you oh, give man. her Shauna, you give I her Shauna, know. and w- you might as well give the other
1: person Hop at this point. Like, what what are we doing? Like, we basically just got some like pretty sad reprints, which kind of yes. sucks. Um, in terms of everything else in the set, I like, so far that has been leaked. Um, Escape Rope coming back is actually pretty important mm-hmm. uh, in terms of how the game is played. Um, because right now, if you look at how the game is played, decks like ADP, Santa Scorch, even Pikaram are going with like one, the lead with something and have something on the bench. So now decks are going to be having to suboptimally bench so they don't get a Pokemon dragged into the active um, against their will, which is something we haven't really had without a supporter right now. Sure, everyone's playing boss, catcher might exist, but like, Escape rope is a more reliable way to change the way the game is played. No. no it's I think too. Tool Jammer is an interesting card.
2: Yeah, I, I, I agree, I like that card. I like yeah. that card a lot. Tool Jammer
1: think... basically says yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, everyone... It shuts off it shuts off your opponent's tool. Only active. Only yeah, on the active, active, active yes. like. So other stuff still remains, but this is a way to get through things like Parasol, um, ways to get through things like goggles, hood, um, like Tool Jammer is a interesting concept because it is a anti-Synergy card.
0: It works on the other way around too, right? Like if um, I have a Pokemon with Tool, jammer, a tool should... jammer on and you have a Choice Ban, you don't do 30 extra damage to me, correct? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. That's yeah. why I was thinking. Okay.
1: Uh, That's dope. Otherwise, I think like the Vs that have been revealed so far have been underwhelming. Uh, Mimikyu, not so hot. The type of Cocoa VMAX line doesn't seem great. Um. Victinia Vmax, I could see being played potentially because Welder exists, yeah. as well as um, Victory Vmax being a very strong like 220 for two um, counterattack. attack. Mm. If you play with not with this Victinia, with the Victinia we already have, because the Victinia we already have can be slotted into any fire deck pretty easily. True, yeah. um, mm-hmm. So if you just like combine the two, being able to welder and set up a 220 damage just like hit into a two shot is kind of cool to have. Um, But otherwise, I don't know, like, with the leaks... um, Okay, I guess this... Yesterday, we had the Salazzle and Weeping Bell, which don't seem like a big thing for me, but at the same time, I really like how they are playing off the synergy of Stage 1s that do status conditions, and then feed off of that as well for damage.
0: Yeah.
1: So, given a slower rotation, one ADP leaves, something leaves, we could see decks like Salazzle, status conditions, come back to prominence with Twin Energy. um, Giving us one prizers that aren't Super overpowered, but revolve around combo oriented decks. Um, it, they're, they're not playable right now, I don't think. Um, maybe, no. could be, I don't know. Um, three status conditions gives you a one shot, which isn't that hard to do, actually. But um, is that what, they seem cool. That's
0: what Slyles does?
1: It's 90 yeah, times status conditions on it. Oh, yeah, opposing active. That's pretty good. Um, it's really good, especially because um, Burn Poison is another 30 on Weeping Bell. So you're automatically doing 210 no matter what you do, if you do the weeping build evolve into Salazzle. And I believe there's another card um not in this set that also puts your opponent Pokemon active to sleep. Okay. um on evolution. So with those three combined, you're basically doing 300 damage for basically nothing, which is kinda crazy to think about.
0: That is actually like I don't know. We I've been preaching it. Well that, that times ninety, that's one that, that isn't a times twenty. Thank the freaking yeah. gods.
1: <laughs> yeah, God like, the time the times ninety just is so it. good. You can consider it now. Yes, like it. It no longer sits in your bulk. Correct. It can go in the potential pile. Yes. Um, energy recyclers coming back another reprint. I don't know what that'll really do, honestly. Because uh, what about Charizard? Team up Charizard. Sure, Char. Are we back? Charizard, could, Charizard. could be a deck. Um, like eighty, uh, like a hammer is kind of less impact. Ron playing a recycler could happen. Honestly, right. I could see it. We um, have
2: ordinary raw, usually good enough. But yeah, I don't yeah.
1: think recycler would take any spot. Um. Colossal and Licky Licky both don't seem playable <laughs> whatsoever. Um, I agree. If Licky Licky didn't,
0: if you if your opponent get didn't get the choice, that'd be good. Yeah, the, but I, otherwise,
2: I, I, I read it and I thought that you got to choose. I thought the card's broken, was <laughs> that was exactly right. <laughs> all right. That. Okay, I know what card uh, you
0: have uh, in your hand. Um, get rid of the three on top. All right. Uh, yeah, it's i think it's cool i like i love seeing leaks at this point um you're you're finishing
1: something? no no no. i was just saying like yeah the card seemed like really funny and i was like but it's not playable yeah i got a okay. question roll what uh what is happening are, like what is the big set
0: like is the shiny one the big set are we getting a booster box of the shiny cards or no no no
1: no no no, what no, are we no. Getting? okay so as far as products um where's the booster the box? Sh- <laughs> the booster box is battle styles
0: are you sure every every from products what i've seen i've not seen a booster box of this i've only seen a trainer box for battle styles am i blind
1: there is a booster box i've already pre-ordered mine i know for a fact yeah okay okay so as far as that's in march that's in march march 19th is release date so i've been i'm not on the hustle like a lot of players are with the buy trade sell we'll get to that point eventually with the market but i'm in a couple of discords that actively discuss that so when pre-orders are going in i'll try to pitch in because when you're buying from a distributor um fun fact you can't buy like individualized product unless they're boxes or a case uh there might be cases but if you're buying like one ETB, you can't just buy one atb the yeah. distributor requires you to buy the full 10. um so usually i'm the guy who'll come in to fill the order because i don't need more than like one or two i'm not really ho- buying anything to hold i kind of want to crack things um so i think we needed to f- have one more person to fill the battle styles case so i threw my hat in the table i figured it'd be a fun set with enough new cards that i would enjoy opening a box you know yeah. uh, at distributor rates that's very reasonable um, but the shiny set is not, is does CBT, not look like it has right? any playable. It's just, it's just raw reprints and some dog shit cards. It's literally what it yeah. looks like. I, I don't even know what the set list is right now, but it seems like there's nothing that will actually make an impact on the game. Yeah. Um, it seems like it's like basically the hidden fates again of this, this year. And then battle styles is going to be our important March set. Um, well, that push everything back. It's do you usually, don't we normally get a set in February? We do. It's, everything's been pushed back already. Okay.
0: That's what I was yeah, wondering. I mean, oh, since,
1: my... since Worlds, everything has been pushed back about a few weeks. Yeah,
0: okay. Because
1: before they were trying to coincide, I firmly believe they actually were trying to coincide things with the competitive circuit. Okay. Um, but due to COVID and short printing and everything, they kind of are doing it at their own schedule, right? Okay. That's
0: so awesome.
1: we could see an early, if tournaments do come back, Worlds does come back, we could see an earlier set release date, like an earlier street date for a set. Okay, um, that'd be nice. Yeah, I think Battle Styles pre-orders for most stores have gone out this week. So if you have a lo- or going out this week. So if you have a local game store you want to talk to, probably go hit them up now to get your your build and battle kits or your um, Urshifu VMAX uh, boxes or whatever you want, because I'm sure the VMAX boxes will be hotcakes. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't. The set list hasn't been out yet, so I don't know if there's any chase cards worth going after, like no Pikachus or anything in this set. But we'll know shortly. Once the set list is out, I'll probably like. Once the set list is out, we'll probably talk about it next week. Yeah. Um, what some of the chase cards are in the set, if it's worth on that monetary aspect to hold, whatever. Um, but from early leaks, it doesn't look like anything in this card, this set is going to be like a banger of a money card, like the Zard, the Pikachu V Max Rainbow, like nothing like that. That being said, I'm very apprehensive because there's a lot of there's a lot of trainers in the set, which implies there's going to be a lot of full art trainers in this set. And that's
0: where the money can come into. <laughs> that's what we thought. Let's talk about that okay. because let's just jump into that because it's. Um... Oh, here, Zach, can I say? Something? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead okay, go, before go, we go, move on.
2: on. Um, yeah, so uh, looking at these leaks, I actually think that Tapu Kuku V might be the best card revealed um, really? because <laughs> for for three hundred hot take hot it it take does twenty plus forty damage for each energy attached to all of your opponent's Pokemon, and that's actually insane, uh, especially it's in on... Like if your opponent has 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 a huge board with bolt on, they have seven energy on the board, then you're doing Very over three hundred damage. You can yeah. one shot anything. But so sure. I think this could be a huge card for Pikaom, especially in Mire. Uh, it's not going to be amazing in other matchups. It could be good versus ADP. ADP usually has a ton of energy on the board as well. It's going to mess up I my cherub deck, so. dude. <laughs> <laughs> Get man. that card out of here, man.
0: <laughs> you already struggling come on why we gotta make
1: why we gotta make pink Rob better what is
0: it, it really? is a really
1: it is a really cool counter card um especially for the three energy because yeah. you can kind of set it up in one turn with e-switch yeah um so it is a really cool counter card because even like senti scorch or adp can't get overconfident um yep. with things onto their board um so you could you could just like counter slot it yeah um cards like that are good really good for the format because it makes you think like I, you will catch, especially when that card first gets released, you will catch a lot of people with it, and yeah, it, I, it'll expect take it, time. If I expect to see it at Player Cup Finals. I expect players to play it in the finals Sometime instead they're playing
0: like, Yeah, right, because it's just like. Like, there's a lot of players... We, we talked about this with the trash lines thing, where people don't know how to manage their stuff, and it takes time. So you'll see a lot of pico players stacking seven energies on their cards and getting punished by this, even though they have that same card in their deck. <laughs> They're still going to get punished by it. It's, that's the funny part. Um, and then uh,
2: my, my other take... I, this is probably more of a hot take, but I think that Bronzong is a really bad card. I, not a bad card, sorry. I just think there's no chance it gets played. Uh, I, I do think the effect is really cool, but I think that the format is too fast currently for Bronzong to actually have relevance, especially when we have Boston format, so you have to set up two of them, because your opponent can just chase it and knock it out, and we don't have any cool healing cards, we do have the new supporter, which could like heal your V max off, but other than that, there's no max potion in standard, and even if there was, a lot of stuff just gets one shot, so... Well, I think the Bronzong is a cool ability, I, I don't think it's going to be played because I think you just want energy on your station for the most part. So I think it's going to be hard to, to, to fit into your deck. But I would love to be proven wrong as it is a, a strong ability in, in a vacuum.
0: Right. I think. Um, how many, how many uh, energies or do we have any do We have uh, special energies that, are, that count as everything? We have yeah, Aurora. We, Aurora, we do we have anything else?
2: Work. We don't know if this will work with Bronzong yet though. Why Because we've only got basic energy. We've LGX. Um, and we thought it would move any energy. Does it say so, just
0: basic? Well, we don't, we know. don't know. We don't oh, know okay. the exact text. Okay, okay. If it yeah. does move that stuff, I think um, it just takes one more like print of another card like that. And now we're talking some crazy fairy box shenanigans. You bring back like your fairy box aromatics yeah. shenanigans.
1: Sure, yeah, I can see which, that.
0: Which would be cool. I think that deck was
2: was fun. Um, I think yeah. the coolest thing about Zong is that it itself is metal, so... You can play Bronzong in a like any deck, and then you can Metal Saucer to the Bronzong and move it to some other Pokemon. Yeah, which is yeah. kind of cool. But. Yeah.
0: Um. And let Let's uh. Let's finish this off with the market. Um, we talked last week that there's a few cards that you should pick up on Bolton, um, because they're cheaper at, at this point because we're not playing RRL, um, but. Overall though, I think the market's crazy right now. We had someone buy out all the full art supporters. I think I said that in a past podcast that I wish the full art supporters were expensive, and guess what? I got my wish. I got my wish. <laughs> yeah. Because that's where we're at. We're looking yeah. at every almost every full art supporter that is in standard format, um, close to fifty to a hundred dollars now. Um,
2: crazy.
0: Is that toxic? Yeah. Like I think it's toxic. No.
2: No? Uh, well, thought, you can't really say it's toxic. Just no, it's to economics. Have market.
1: Yes, but yeah. we didn't have it's, that in the past. And I think... No, it doesn't matter. Uh, it's temple economics. It's, it, it, ha- it has happened, but it has happened in a much smaller vacuum. Yes. Um, also,
2: this is completely fine because these are cards that people don't need. Like, if these were maybe like Boltund and Crobat or uh, ADP Zacian, those cards shooting up to $50, I would say that's a problem, but mm-hmm. I don't think this is a problem,
1: personally. Yeah. So, I'm going to... I am an economist. That is my degree by trade. Um, also, I, there are people who are smarter than me that have also, are also economists and know the Pokemon market much better than I do. Uh, Sean Kaufman, Squeaks, and um, Danny Phantom, uh, Danny Ostrich from DDG, uh, are both very smart people, and they are both very transparent about talking about buyouts that are happening in the market. Before, buyouts would happen on the daily. I personally know players who would be doing buyouts, and no one would talk about it, and we would just find out the hard way. Cards like Aqua Patch, cards like small things would get bought out, and it would be a small increase by maybe a dollar or two. But even that was enough for them to reflood the market and get their money back in spades. But this was happening; it has always been happening; it'll continue happening. But right now, there's so many more collectors and other outside sources coming in to buy. So cards like Full Art Supporters, uh, Gold Energy, Secret Air cards are being bought out in much quicker. Stock, if you gentlemen remember in may maybe june uh with old decks um yeah i I, I started i started building old decks in like april uh may and when i was building old decks i was buying like magna zones and collectors for like three four bucks and then i remember i tried to go back and buy more and they were like 30 because everyone had been buying them out so it wasn't just an old deck spike it was people actively trying to influence the market which is it's very simple economics um at the end of the yeah. day but you have to have a buyer on the other end or it doesn't actually matter so right now if you're someone who is buying on these cards for a low price sure you're holding them you're hoping that you can slowly bleed them back into the market so we're not going to see these cards immediately come back in like there's there's not a chance that someone's going to flood right. the market because that's how it crashes um they're going to hold them they're going to wait until the time is right slowly bleed them in you know sell one for me like right now the market price like for example for like blues tactics is like 130 bucks so like they're going to slowly be like. Hey, we're gonna sell this for fifty on Verbank Mart. Maybe on other avenues. Really? Uh, one really weird place that people are buy trade selling is Instagram. I don't understand mm-hmm. it, but like I've had people from TikTok and like Facebook DM me on Instagram about cards. Really strange, but I guess Instagram marketplace is a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, the market is like with Florida supporters, it's weird. But if you have a Florida supporter that you don't need right now, and like for example, for me, the Blues Tactics hundred thirty dollars. I see it for hundred thirty. I have seven of those. I'm probably going to try to flip them for like six. This card is like a $4 card. I mm-hmm. don't really need it. It's probably never going to be more than like a $10 card at the end of the day. Um, when even when everything spikes, um, cause it's one, not a waifu card. And I say that like very <laughs> sparingly because yeah. like your lilies, your Cynthia's, your Karina's Skyla's like these cards are going to always go up in price because they are pretty and they are associated with something that people really like yeah. females. Um, so, like, those are, those are, like, money cards, and they always will be, because Florida supporters will go into that, like, Malo and Lana probably will be money one day. Um, I think the tag team supporters will all probably be money one day, just because there's two things on it, and not just one. Um, so, it's the same as, like, Gold Energy, right? Like, when Gold Energy buyouts started happening, like, five, ten years ago, people were buying them for, like, $10, and I was like, damn, dude, $10 for Gold Energy? That seems steep. Now look at them. They're yeah. like thirty. like none of them are less than like thirty.
0: Yeah. Um, thirty four. The
1: reason I have all gold energies for Pikaram is because I bought them all at twelve. I bought all my lightning energies at twelve dollars and that was in like twenty fifteen or something, or whenever they came out, and I thought they were like I spent too much on them, but now look at them. Right? Yeah. It's yeah. like It's always Call of Legends energy the same way. Like Yeah. It's always so, tough
0: like the, to look at stuff like this because I get it, it's economics, you're gonna do that. Um It's just uh, you get as as a player, I get set in my ways where I see cards like Blue Tactics, where it sucks. It's not a good card, um, but
1: it's a hundred dollar. But it's like that's a competitive person in me. I that's I, I, I like it, if you ever talk to much. a vendor though at an event, the only time they'll come to a competitive player on advice for cards is if they think there's a sleeper card that might rise over the weekend to buy. Yeah. It. Otherwise, competitive players don't mean jack shit for that's the market. True. As sad as as sad as that sounds, we're a very niche. We're a very niche Super corner nice. of an already niche market. So we don't actually influence the market that much, as much as we'd like to admit. When yeah. tournaments are actually happening, the biggest influence you'll see is an expanded because yeah. there's a limited stock of cards. So if a deck that's off the radar does really well, um, out of the blue, like for example, Eggrow, I think, that was like an out yeah. of the blue deck that came out and did well. When that happened, Eggrow spiked in price, not even by that much. Vileplume spiked in price. Like some I of these cards had- were. Will-
2: Huge huh? spike in
1: price whenever the quads or eggs deck did well. Yeah, yeah like egg eggs like yeah. like expanded is the biggest the biggest place we'll see any standard influence or a singular tech card maybe doing well. But otherwise, like a lot of the good cards in standard are always going to be at a certain price. And mm-hmm. so like um like Dene always stayed at a certain price point regardless, like ADP stayed at a certain price point regardless. Um like when a competitive when the competitive season is going on these prices are only targeted at competitors and comp- and collectors will complain to some degree because they're like these aren't rare but blah, blah, blah. but collectors usually get the short end of the stick. Yeah. And they're going to continue getting the short end of the stick especially with the way the game is growing. So um yeah, we'll see what Shining <laughs> Fates plus 25th anniversary boxes bring to the table because I think they said that they're going to plan on rolling those out in like August, so we're going to get details in the summer. I'm excited um, for this stuff, but I mean because last twentieth was the pin collections. Yeah, so we'll see. And we got
2: generations as well as the twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, we
1: did get generations. That's mm-hmm. right, and those What's were it? like buy and hold if you could find if you if you yeah. could find them. Yeah, and, um, and then
0: it became that horrible, and now it's like oh, it's a bazillion dollars again. So yeah, yeah,
1: and and that, this pattern will continue. Pokemon is the, yeah. like I said the largest grossing franchise. Pokemon is cross generational. Um everyone knows what Pokemon is regardless of your age, who you are. You might know not know much about Pokemon, but every almost every single person on this planet knows what Pokemon is or has yes. heard of Pikachu. Correct. Yeah, I always tell people I'm like
0: um I think right now product is the smartest bet if you want to invest in this game. Sealed product is where it's at. You just chill. Um if you're a gambling man and you uh, and you want to you wanna open your your um one in, in a bazillion chance to get your shiny charizard go ahead um but i champion's path i think is the dumbest thing in the world to open you probably don't do that but sitting on it i think it's genius i think yes. sitting on it the product is on any fun. any
1: sealed product double boxes yes. boxes Just like whatever it may now. be hold them i'm gonna open both my double boxes <laughs> i hate yes. uh that i found at target yesterday but uh. um no. But if you are, if you are a investor or like long, don't really care about cracking packs kind of thing. Like champions path is probably the best set champions path, hidden fates and shiny star V that's coming up yep. are probably the three best sets to just hold. And if they do another generation style set, same thing. Yeah. Buy and hold.
0: You just got to wait for, wait for them to stop printing that crap. And then we'll see how, far I mean,
1: it goes. I, I think I mentioned this last podcast, but I was talking to a very prominent content creator. I, I think it was Mahone. Um, Correct me if my memory is wrong, but he was like, Mahone has been, you know, helping game stores, blah, blah, blah. So he has, like, a ton of, like, graded cards that are, like, old school, um, like, really old school cards. He has access to those. But he told me, I think he sold, like, three or four of them to get a down payment on a house. And I was like, that's nuts. Right. Like, like, that's crazy to think about. Right. I'm,
0: like, literally after this podcast, I'm taking, like, seven full art trainers that are unplayable. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to go sell them for $300, $400. It's like, I got to drop some stuff off in the house yeah it's crazy it's crazy and i think I y- you should just look at look at the cards you have and go on tcg player you'll be surprised at this point i used to tell people or, or you can go
1: to like burbank martin stuff like yeah. just honestly like right now with the way the uh, market is working um th- these aren't quote-unquote quick flips this is just like a the market is inflated so take advantage of it
0: yeah mm-hmm. i agree and don't feel bad like part of me felt bad because i like in my head i'm like these cards are trash and like i'm selling them for hundreds of dollars <laughs> and it's like but
1: this person's buying them because he's a collector. He's not playing the game. That's like, you don't buy in right now. You yeah. get out. Yeah. This is like having stock. Like, for example, right now, the biggest thing in the actual world market is Tesla that everyone's talking about. Because yeah. Tesla, since March, has had, almost, Tesla has had a stock split since March and is almost 200% above where it was in March, which is crazy to yeah. think about. And it has no reasoning, no rhyme or reason why it's going up like that. But everyone's like you should get out right now or like no one buy in but more and more people are continuing to buy in because it's going up and going up and going up so eventually it'll lead to a boom yeah when that happens yeah
0: i love that like i don't know maybe it's because i live in the pokemon space but i feel like ever since the pokemon space people are are talking investing more and i think that's so much more healthy for living period i think more people should invest in stuff there should be more talk about stocks if you're not talking stock, if you're a 20, 25, 30 twenty-five, thirty-year-old person, you're not. Your friends aren't talking stocks or investments or
1: something. You guys should start doing that. Like you should yeah, surround start yourself good with company. people like that. Yeah. Like Be- um, yeah, that's like a weird life nugget that uh, definitely listen to Zach here. Where like, yeah. if your friends and if you're like around your mid twenties and your friends are not talking about potential retirement options, um and uh, in looking into their future investing seeing what they're doing with their money if they have no savings in their money in their bank account talk to them beat some sense into them like yeah. you're in your mid-20s you are setting up the foundation for the rest of your life uh once you have a partner once you have children potentially or a pet whatever you may be that money you want them to live the life you had and that options like uh like i look at my family i look at like isaiah's family stuff like that like our parents are able to provide for us in ways that they never were able to like have for themselves and like that's something i want for my children as well in my future so like just just as a prime example for myself from day one of working i've been putting in the max amount i can into retirement i'm a full year in it's kind of cool to see that i have almost twenty thousand dollars in retirement already um and i have more than that in my bank account right now because i'm living at home um and i'm also investing so it's like i have all these different assets that are tangible and I am putting myself on a fast track to be ahead of a lot of people when I move out of my house, when I start, when I potentially start being an adult by the traditional (laughs) definition. And also no, no shame in going home and living with your parents again. Like there, there is no, there's no reasonable way a millennial that has any debt coming out of college should be expected to live on their own because there's no way you're going to like get that debt. I think like I was talking to Alex Hill about it. He's almost done with his debt. And this man is like three years older than me, I think.
0: Yeah. Happens
1: and, and that's, I think, that's soon too. Like, you're not a lot of people don't clear their debt to like no. mid 30s sometimes.
0: Some people don't clear their debt at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You
1: like, there's, there's ways to literally like pay ten
0: dollars a month for the rest of your fucking life. And college is so, yeah, like, it's tough. And I mean, it's a, like a, that's a big topic, but like, you can look at it there. I think we have pretty good perspectives here because, like, we have Bradner who's super young, who's kind of just. Not there. Not really thinking about the stuff. He's in high school. It is what it is. Yeah, he's looking into college. You're super. Like you, you've got your shit together. I'm I'm a person who did shitty shit in my in my early eighteen to twenty years, and I'm building myself back up. And like, yeah, I mean, no matter
1: as long as you're working on yourself, you know. Yeah, no matter how old you are in life, no matter where you are in life, as long as you don't give up on yourself and take the active steps to have a better lifestyle and keep yourself in good company you'll be okay. Yeah. Like you start surrounding yourself.
0: Even if you're, if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, man, Rolls just said he's got 20,000 and this, like all this. And like, you got nothing. And you're ch- all it takes is that mindset switch of like, okay, sure. let me st- sit here and figure out how to make my life
1: better. And just like, take small steps. And you'll like, small steps. Like even, even if you're like not looking into actively retirement, for example, like yes. for Isaiah, I like highly recommend him looking into IRA coming up soon because like for a Roth IRA, you can only invest into that until you're 25 years old. Um, so for Isaiah, he I, he actively makes money from coaching, article writing, all these things, and I probably for a fact can assume that he doesn't need that money to <laughs> like do what he, he wants to do in life because Dadner will take care of him. Um, he's a very low budget kid; he just plays Pokemon all the time anyway. Yeah. Um, so like for Isaiah, I would like if he was like he is my friend, so I would highly recommend him like looking into a Roth IRA, talking to Dadner, and starting to. Work towards actively towards that retirement, putting your money into that that pool yeah it's
0: a, it's just little things like that I think that this this is a great way to end the podcast. Um, we always want to leave the with people with like positive stuff, always be positive, um surround yourself with good people, um and always try to better yourself um, and I think um another thing I really want to put out there as for someone that if you are young it's okay to be a monster. Like if
1: you yeah, do what you want, yeah, be, be,
0: a, be a monster, be and grind. Like I know there's a lot of people that are like, Oh, you don't want to be disrespectful or whatever. And you have all this stuff and you don't want to um, look bad or whatever, but it's like, it's okay to fall in love with something and do better than people at it. And it's okay to be okay with being better than people. So, yeah, I, I think like, if you put the, in the hard work, you you deserve it.
1: You know, don't wake up and expect life to hand things to you. Mm-hmm. Um, wake up and don't don't like wake up and like look at the person next to you and be like, I'm salty that Rahul has like a head start on life. I'm salty that Isaiah has a head start on life. exactly. No, like you are given the things you're given, and whether you're, whatever your circumstances may be, make the most of it. And when you stop comparing yourself to others and start pushing towards what you want to do. That'll make a world 100%, of a difference.
0: A hundred percent. I think
1: like it's okay to compare yourself in some aspects to like motivate yourself, but don't let that be your deciding factor. Yes. Like don't let, don't let it be discouraging. Oh, yeah. Like Isaiah won pog. So I have to start doing better. at Pokemon. No, that's not like the correct mindset. It's like I think, Isaiah won pog. That's cool. I would like to do better at Pokemon. Yeah.
0: I think it's but okay it's, to it's, do that. I think it's when you take it negatively, when you go, Oh, Isaiah works so hard. Like I could never do that. Like, uh, but it's mm-hmm. like don't don't to to look at isaiah and go oh he won pog and then listen to a podcast where he talks about how he played 20 something hours a day if you want
1: that that's what you do that's what you do yep. and take an inspiration yeah. from people who you believe are better than you don't yeah be like upset with them being better than yeah. You. yeah never never
0: take anything discouragingly i think mm-hmm. you should always try to get positivity out of anything that you see on the internet like, you don't
1: have to like the person no you just have to respect them you don't Correct. even you, i mean sorry you don't have to respect them you don't even have to like no you don't. enjoy anything about them you just have to know that they're if they're doing well in life or something there's something that they're doing that you might not. and right. if you're always open to learning and letting in um new ways to do things then you'll always grow as a person yeah the day good. you stop learning is the day you're dead
0: yeah pretty much so i think we're gonna end it with that we went on and like uh life-changing rant at the end which is um if you're still listening you're you're welcome <laughs> yeah, we'll popping that's free advice free advice dude that's what we do on here um we'll turn next week i don't i don't know who i'm gonna have on um i'll figure it out that's what i do that's what i do we'll figure it out But uh, we'll be back Monday with one-on-one. We'll have another breakdown on Thursday. As long as my computer survives at this point. Who (laughs) knows? Might have to to invest in a new computer just to keep this running, guys. Um, But for now, we're going to scoop it up.